This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern. I'm David and I'm really pleased to be joined this evening by Mr. Ross Cooper. Good evening, David. How are you? Very well. Obviously, all the better for a win, um, which I know we spoke about briefly just before we came on air this evening. But um, oh, isn't it amazing, really? It- Oh, it's great. It's great. And it's great to be doing a, uh, a sort of a, a two-hander podcast with you. It's been a while uh, since uh, we were on one together, I think. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And, yeah, it'll be nice to be able to discuss uh, a win and, and building on these sort of positive uh, performances that we had before the international break. So, um, yeah, you feel so much better, don't you, after three points and a clean sheet and everything, you know, the, the sort of fog has lifted even further and you can sort of see some you know nice sort of light at the end of the tunnel which you know doesn't look like it's too far away now so uh yeah feeling good absolutely and uh hopefully not too many moans and groans from those at home that are just stuck with just us two tonight ross um and hopefully i enjoy we've got a bit of a you know episode to get through covering obviously the win this saturday against middlesbrough um we're also going to talk about previews for bristol city on tuesday evening and then we return to the cbs on saturday against burnley um also away from the pitch, though, Ross, is how I want to start with this evening. We had our first players Q&A evening. An incredible night, wasn't it, at the Sky Blue Tavern, joined by SBF TV, um, Wardy, um, yourself, Dean, of course, uh, from Sky Blues Extra, and interviewed no other than Michael Rose and Matty Gordon. Uh, a really wonderful event, Ross, and one that we you know many to come. So lots of opportunity for people to get down there. But just explain some of the evening and some of the highlights for our listeners at home. Well, it was a great evening, uh, as you say, and uh, obviously us here at Skyblue's Extra sort of joined forces with Skyblue Fans TV, and obviously you know Dylan's um, Dal, you know our partnership with. Uh, the Sky Blue Tavern and it's the perfect venue to obviously host these events. And For I know sure. that, I know that Dal and, and, and Dylan's have obviously you know, built up this relationship where they were hoping to obviously get players down on a regular basis. Obviously I think COVID and things like that, obviously. Exactly that with that now lifted, it's, um, it's really a good chance, isn't it? To use that unbelievable venue. A hundred, a hundred percent. And it was, it was sold out. It was incredibly well attended. I think everybody who was there on the evening enjoyed it. You can obviously, it's a free event, which is, which is huge, um, you know, for the fans to just turn up and, you know, all, all that you know, we want people to do is enjoy themselves and, you know, get drinks. There was competitions. There was a, a chance to win a signed shirt, uh, win free pints, you know, try out the food if you haven't already. And, and that's what people were doing. And that's, you know, that's a great way to support the venue. Um, and obviously in return for the venue, sort of putting on these, you know, working with us to put on these sort of great events and the club uh, to make, get players down there. And Michael Rose and Matty Godden um, were, were in great spirits. They, they, they really did sort of, they made me feel incredibly sort of positive going into the weekend um, sure. because they, you know, they sort of, Obviously, the, you know, the big elephant in the room was 
obviously it's been an unprecedented start and you know we we all know how we feel about it as fans but it was interesting to sort of you know obviously go back through the league one season and their their memories with the sky blue so far because both of them have been with us for several seasons now but Absolutely. obviously address you know the, the frustrations and and obviously they had them as well but it, it does does feel like and it did feel like when they spoke that the mood in the camp was brilliant do you know what I mean and they were all chomping at the bit now and obviously that rubbed off and that sort of made me feel pretty confident going into Middlesbrough um, and obviously Michael Rose had told us there that he was going to be sort of back in the squad and you know that it, obviously O'Hare back on the, the grass is sort of huge and yeah they, they were just they, they were really good spirits they answered every everyone's questions obviously first part of the evening was obviously it was a uh, Wardy and uh, Miles from Sky Blue Fans TV sort of going through, you know, their their careers to date with us. And then and the second part was the fans Q&A and, and they answered all those questions brilliantly. You know, I don't think either of them were that keen on VAR. That was a really interesting question to sort of, you know, whether that would be introduced in the championship. And yeah, it was a great evening and there's going to be plenty more, as you say, uh, David, and keep your eyes peeled is what I'd say, um, because now that's the first of many and we're going to have different players down um, and we're going to refine the evening more and more and more. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a great sort of regular thing that, that's going to take place. So yeah, if you didn't manage to get a ticket in time, keep your eyes peeled for the next one, get down there, have a beer, have a curry, uh, and 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 yeah, enjoy the two players who'll be uh, appearing next. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and yeah, as I say, one way you know followers can obviously get notifications. Um, you can add them um, on Twitter, so you can just put it at the top of your profile to say you want to receive notifications from Sky Blues Extra, and that will make sure that you're the first to know about any of the new and upcoming events that we have at the Tavern. Um, with players involved. So absolutely do that. And moving on then, Ross to Borough, Middlesbrough this Saturday. Um, You said actually how you felt before the game. Um, It was from the Q&A that you said it it rubbed off. Uh, After a bit of a pretty uninspiring international break, you you were feeling very positive to to going into Middlesbrough. Yeah, I was. I I felt, I think the two results we had prior to the international break were were huge. Um, And... Obviously, you know, the international break came. I'm, I I really can't stand the international breaks. You know, I, obviously, you know, England were, were England, but but I just, I miss the club football, you know, and, and until yeah. it's the World Cup and the major tournaments, my sort of, I just don't care enough, you know, and, and you know, in the predicament we find ourselves in, you just want us to play games. But I think that clean sheet against Birmingham, it would be obviously great if we'd won that game. But I think the clean sheet... And then, and then this evening, and you know, uh, with Michael Rose and Matty Godden, and just hearing them talk, I just thought, you know what, we we have got a good team, you know. And I think, you know, we all fell uh, sort of into the trap. I certainly did. And I, Mark Robbins, you know, you hit, you, you go back and listen to his uh, post-match interview after the whole game when Dom Hyam was just, you know, on the verge of being sold, and he that was probably one of the lowest I've ever heard him sound, you know, and yeah. I think he, he, he encapsulated yeah. how we all felt really sort of down in the dumps and you sort of felt like, where, what's going to happen? But actually, obviously we'll talk about the game, but listening to him after the Middlesbrough game, it's chalk yeah. and cheese. It's, it really it, is. Yeah. It felt, it lifted but, but me so really much. it's really interesting because after the Middlesbrough game, the, the, the words that were coming, you know, from, from Robbins was we weren't far away against, um, Sunderland we weren't far away against Millwall we should have won that if it wasn't for silly goals and and these are the things that I've kind of took you know the only thing that worried me a little bit was that some of the fixtures wasn't working out that well that some of the form wasn't working out that well but when you go back to those games games are played over 90 minutes they're not played you know they're not the same and and, and games are very different from from another and I think that is a bit of a trap isn't it of the form table because you know Games are played on 90 minutes on the on the pitch and lots of things can happen as it did at Millwall, for example, where we were just, I think, unfortunate in the end to not be able to come away from that with a point, if not all three. Um, and, and that's a, it's very easy to forget, isn't it? You look at the points and you look at how many games you've played and actually, but when you take them in isolation, we weren't a million miles away in any of the games. And I, I think that, we've said it before we don't just become a bad team overnight yes you can become a bad form team but I think you know the football was still there in in large parts and again you know it it, it was this this weekend yeah 100% agree um and and I think I just think the situation off the pitch sort of compounded those results you know um like you say we could easily have been sat 
on, you know, after the sort of whole game, we could easily be on six or seven points at that point, you know, and, and we'd actually these three games in hand would have looked as sort of a uh, a bonus, if you like, yeah. rather than a sort of a, it felt like they were a bit of a hinder, hindrance, you know, for a while. Um, but in a way, I think after, you know, beating Middlesbrough, you sort of feel like, okay, we've got these games. We've got two of them in the next sort of, you know, before the World Cup. Uh, to make up we've got lots of home games let's build on this momentum so I, I agree I think and I did it as well I think a lot of fans it was difficult to sort of be sensible in terms of you know how we were viewing things because we were losing games with we, we threw away a two-goal lead and as you say in isolation if everything else was normal you'd sort of just go that was bitterly disappointing and you'd be able to look at it and just go look it was a goalkeeper error you know swung the momentum but when you've got that compounded by the yeah. morning of that game games being postponed it, it it's hard to sort of look beyond the thing of everything on and off the pitch is not working you know but but we've come through that um and the energy at the ground, I have to say, yesterday beforehand, having obviously the Saturday game, we'd obviously had the Preston home game, which was midweek, but that was a very weird vibe that evening. Uh, whereas yesterday, I thought was absolutely superb. Dylan's Brewery was absolutely great weather, and- wasn't it? Early on, like it just almost, you know, the, the stars aligned, like they say. It was it was great weather. It was round, wasn't it, for the the early kickoff for the uh, London derby, and it was a, a really nice place to be. It was, and they've made some really nice. Uh, sort of upgrades you know to, to the yeah. brewery since last season so if you, you know pop down and you'll notice those and again just just made it even even better so yeah it was really buzzing as you say the weather was great and you sort of just felt like I just felt really positive I don't know how you felt yeah felt very similar and just one change um obviously the, the Palmer in for for Hamer um is that the lineup you would have gone with on 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 the day I think so um I wanted Palmer to to start I think you know we had this debate I think Matt and uh, Andy spoke about it last week and, you know, amongst us at Skybiz Extra, we've discussed how, you know, Palmer, he's been playing minutes and he's he's impressed, I think, when he's played, but he's not played enough. And you sort of wonder whether that's Robin's just trying to manage his workload so he doesn't get injured, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought after this international break, he's got to start. You know, we brought him in as a cam and and it was great to see him start. Um, I thought he'd go with Sheaf and Allen. I didn't really know what other options there were. Um, so yeah, yeah, the team was exactly how I, how I wanted it to be. And I thought great opportunity for Palmer and he didn't disappoint. I thought, you know, I thought it was absolutely brilliant, particularly, you know, first half or so. Um, so yeah, real positive and yeah, it was, the, the lineup is how I thought it was going to be. It could have been an incredible start for, for Palmer four minutes in, um, lovely ball in from Dabo. Uh, Vic laid that then off to to Palmer, whose shot just just went wide, Ross. But a really good team move. Great move, and we started the game incredibly well. I think we got a corner within the first thirty forty seconds, and we sort of really started on the front foot, which is that's what we want to do. We want to get our crowd, you know, our incredible supporters, sort of onside. And when we start fast, we do that. And uh, it would have been brilliant for Palmer. You could tell from his reaction. Obviously, I sit behind the other goal, so I was behind it, and he sort of like sliced it but he, you could see from his reaction he knew I think if he'd hit the target it was a goal you know um, I thought he was going to score So, but that would have been brilliant for him but he was in the right place and it was a great move and Vic looked on it didn't he from, from minute one yeah, he, he really did. Look, I mean, he just gives us a, a different dimension, doesn't he? And um, he was again at, you know, at that brilliant best where we know what you're going to get with him. He holds up the ball. He, he'll turn players. He'll try and run at players. Um, and it didn't take him long, did it, to get himself on, on the score sheet. Um, a really good solo effort, really. Oh, Brilliant. I mean, obviously, we won the ball back from their throwing. Dabo played a really good ball down the channel, which is exactly where Vic set his, you know, powerful sort of pacey best. And I felt incredibly confident. I don't know about you. As soon as he sort of went one-on-one, I just, I thought, because he looked on it, as we say, from minute one, I thought, yeah, he's going to score this. And and lo and behold, he did. And it was great for us to take a, a, cha- a, a you know, a golden chance like that. But it was also great for us to take the lead, which we didn't do very much last season. Um, even when we were winning games, we were always going behind. And that was the only thing I thought in my mind. I thought, we just if we take the lead in this, then we've, we're going to do it, you know, and, and then we did. And it was 
brilliant for him to score against the team who, um, you know, were obviously admirers of him in the summer. And Chris Wilder came out after the game. I don't know if you saw his interview and basically yeah, still be very fond of uh, Mr. Yokres, doesn't he? Yeah, certainly. But I mean, the way he's been played played for us this season, three goals, could have had more. His price tag isn't, you know, it's not getting any cheaper. So um, yeah, ex- excellent from him. It was a great, he just, he just looks on it, doesn't he? He looks sort of refocused, you know, any of that sort of speculation that could have been potentially, you know, on his mind or distracting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Preston game, I thought he was quite poor um by his standards and I you know that was the day before deadline day so I sort of felt like maybe you know it wasn't much, it was only five percent off but that extra five percent he gives you when he's on it he absolutely tore their Middlesbrough's defenders to shreds you know gave them an absolute torrid time and yeah he's just relentless isn't he that's the he thing is. he just doesn't stop he just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and if it hadn't been for a really sort of soft referee He'd have, he'd have been he'd have had another two or three one on ones in the second half, but unfortunately the ref decided there were fouls, which just boggled my mind. But you know, that's a different point. Yeah, I mean, we could talk every week about referees. Unfortunately, again, wasn't a, a great display yesterday. So inconsistent. Um, you know, Vic was was unlucky a lot of times to get either penalised or not not get a foul. I I, I thought I actually missed the goal sadly because I was um, relieving myself of amber nectar, Ross. So I got yeah. to take a take a lesson. But um, what I would say is, d- does it frustrate you where Vic scores those ones that? You know, he had loads to do yesterday and it was a really confident finish. And once he got into that position, it was it was like he wasn't going to miss. And then there's some that you, you just feel that they're far easier and he, he should be putting them away. A hundred percent. I think that I think Vic is an incredibly instinctive striker. You know, the goal against Sunderland, the ones where he sort of is doing it all and he's not really got time to sort of overthink anything. He, yeah. he scores them. It's yeah. you know Luton obviously scored, but he should have put us ahead. You know he had one yeah. on one, and he was, but he almost had too much time there. Yeah. And that was that was a different type of one on one to the one yesterday, where he was sort of had that defender and he was running in from an angle, and he had to control the ball. And you know the one against Luton, he, he felt like he had the freedom of their entire half, and he sort of dragged it wide. And and against Norwich, he had a one on one, didn't he as well, or a really good chance, and yeah. the keeper saved it. So you know if he starts putting them away, he he hundred percent will get. 25 goals yeah. in the season. I have no doubt about that because he... It's he, probably like, why Diaz scored goals, wasn't it? Because he was... Chances like that were falling to him and he was putting them in as well as putting in goals that, that Vic does. You know, it, it, quite similar, I suppose, in, in style. And, and you yeah, know, that's what, you know, why Mitrovic scored so many goals. Yeah. You know, he... he you gave him a, a, a you know, a sniff and, and, he, and he took it. You know, he did a lot less. You know, he wouldn't score the goals Vic scores in terms of those, you know, picking it up and charging. You know, Mitrovic isn't that sort of player. So if, if Vic can just keep working, you know, he's young and he can just keep, you know, sort of finessing that finishing um, and refining that, I, I think he'll just get better and better. But uh, yeah, when he's on a song like that, he is, I think, a joke, uh, you know, really. Uh, and he's a huge plus and it's much better that we've got him. Ben Wilson kept the number one jersey, um, called into action on the half hour mark, solid hands behind Rodrigo Munez's shot. What, what have you sort of made of Wilson in the last couple of starts? And do you think that's it? Do you think he can make the, the number one shirt for the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I, I think I think Robbins is an incredibly fair manager. I think, you know, yeah. he, he gave some more chances. We discussed it. Some people on Skybiz Extra thought, you know, he, more should have been dropped straight away. He gave him chances. He, you know, I'm on the third mistake. It was okay. I'm going to make the make the change. You know, and I don't think Simon Moore could could argue with that. You know, I think he yeah. seems like a very sensible guy. Ben Wilson, you know, he's had to be patient for his chance, but he's come yeah. in and he's kept two clean sheets back to back. Made some very good saves in other games as well. I don't think he's been at fault for any of the goals uh, particularly. And you know, he's he, he was good for catches yesterday. Came out. He looks focused. He looks like he's enjoying it and enjoying the responsibility. So long may that continue. And we all know Simon Moore was one of our best players last year. Yeah. And, you know, and as you say, you don't become a bad team overnight. You don't become a bad goalkeeper overnight. But obviously he was just having a rough spell. But the fact that we've got a number two who, you know, has come in and he's, you can say, you can see his laser focused, Wilson. And as long as he stays like that, you know, he's a good keeper. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm very happy with him to be number one. And it was a good solid 
save. And actually, that was the thing. There was one in the second half, very similar to the one in the first half, but he was his positioning was so good. He, he basically sort of just caught it. It was just like, yeah. he made it look like it was straight at him. But, you know, if he'd been sort of slightly over to one side, it could have been, he might have been called into a, like a proper sort of yeah. acrobatic save. So I thought he did very well, Wilson. And uh, yeah, long may that continue. After the break, Borough had a couple of chances, but nothing of real significance. But did you, did you feel it was it was a period where we were sort of sleepwalking into conceding potentially? Um, not as much as in the other games that I'd, I'd seen, to be honest. But that that was the only way I felt like they were going to get back into it was us just shooting ourselves Space. in the foot. Yeah, that's what we did last season, and that's what really stopped us getting in the playoffs. We just shoot ourselves in the foot time and time again. That's what we've done this season because, as you quite rightly say, we'd have beat middle and um, beat Millwall. You know, yeah. had we not, you know, Simon Moore hadn't, you know, shot ourselves in the foot, you know, we'd have gone to at half time and won the game. Same against Sunderland. You know, we, we that was the only way Millsbury were going to do anything. But yeah. I just felt like we looked more focused as a unit. Um, and I, I, I sort of felt more relaxed in our defenders than I did say against Preston. And maybe that was just because the whole atmosphere was quite anxious that evening. But uh, but no, I, I sort of felt pretty, pretty content, to be honest. Um, there was a couple of those crosses didn't they which they flashed across the uh, face yeah. of gold and that's the other end to me so I hate looking at those it's just like chaos you've probably got a better view of whether they actually were close or not well you know this this is the thing we do sometimes stand off I, I've still got a few reservations over fitness of, of Dabo I, I thought he was brilliant yesterday at, at times I thought he, he played balls inside um, he, he found Casey Palmer multiple times didn't he we, we talked about the cross for um for Vic who who laid off for, for Palmer you know very early on but I thought Dabo played really well and of course it was his ball wasn't it I think for for um Jokeres. yes um so there was lots of things but I feel sometimes defensively he still gets caught out still doesn't seem to me like he tracks back the way he used to um, I agree with that. I agree. And you can see it happening it in the game. It just feels like he's sort of, yeah. And, and he looks yesterday that he was, you know, he was very tired at, at times. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, I agree. I think particularly as the game went on, you see, you just notice a couple of moments where you're thinking, I'm not sure he's, you know, yeah, tracking back maybe the same gusto as he does at the start of the game. Mm. But we've got Todd Kane back now. And then, you yeah. know, it opens up that same question of, you know, substitutes and what we made two yesterday, didn't we, out of five? Um but he probably was happy. And I, I, to be fair, I think, I think he probably thought, well, you know what? Yeah, thank he's doing it. Yeah. Don't want to just don't want to make a change and potentially just unsettle something because I didn't feel like Dabo was getting, I thought he did dealt with Ryan Giles quite well. To he be did, fair. Did. Um, so it was, it, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he was tiring, but I think at the same time, I, I, I sort of felt like he had Giles, number, you know, and, uh, wasn't getting, he wasn't getting torn to shreds, you know, um, but yeah, no, he played very well, Dabo, and it's good for him to get another assist. Uh, he got into some good positions. He felt like he was sort of, he, he looks more confident, you know, trying to take on the defender. I felt like there was times last year, maybe it's because of injury. He, I felt like he often wanted to sort of check back. He didn't believe in himself to get past the, you know, yeah. his, his sort of counterpart on, uh, you know, on that side. Whereas I felt like yesterday, especially first half, it looks like he backs himself. It's like the Dabo of old. And uh, that's great to see because he has got the pace. He has got the strength. You know, and you want to see him do that more because he can put in those wicked sort of low driven crosses, which either get to one of our players or they cause a bit of chaos and, and inevitably create a chance. So, yeah, more of the same from Dabo. Um, you know, yeah, we, we all as fans, you know, you know, love him, I think, you know, because he's been yeah. here several years, but we, we just wanted to see him back to where we know he can be. And obviously last year, the injuries probably hampered him. But no, it was a good it was a good game for him, I thought, yesterday. Yeah, and on the other side of that, um, Bidwell. I mean, he, he's changed man, isn't he? He he really has, I think, had a brilliant start to the season. 100%. Uh, the, the Preston game, there was only a couple of people I actually sort of trusted on that pitch. You know, again, probably probably overcome and sort of overwhelmed with sort of yeah, an anxiety of that game. But yeah. Bidwell, I sort of feel... Again, yesterday, I sort of trust him defensively. I, I, I didn't feel he, he was, was ever going to make a mistake defensively. I think, and uh, but it, but he sort of upped his game going forward now as well, right? Which is he just, has. it's added even you know more to, to it. It feels like it's like he backs himself a bit more, you know, and and it's he, he's building up that relationship with Panzo on that side. I feel like there was one, there was, you know, if he just had that slight little extra bit of pace, you know, he probably wouldn't be with us because I think defensively he's very very sound. He's very strong. He yeah, he's composed as well. He, he never looks flustered. 
da- yeah. um, Bidwell. Like he always, I feel like he's always under control or he knows what he's doing. So, you know, fair play to him. You know, he came in, got, you know, probably an unfair sort of stick, but you got to think he's had a full preseason now. You know, he looks in great shape. And uh, yeah, long may that continue. And uh, it'd be nice for him to sort of get a goal and a couple of assists, you know, in the next few games. Back to back clean sheets. Um, what have you made of, of the, 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 the two loanies? Um, Panzo and uh, and um, Callum. So obviously, I didn't. I, that, yesterday was the well, Middlesbrough was the first time seeing Panzo um, in, in the in the flesh sort of thing um, because he didn't he didn't play against Preston, whereas Doyle sort of was brought in for that game. I thought they I thought Doyle was very very good yesterday um, playing on that right side. I was I had reservations about when he had to move there against Luton when Rose got injured. I was thinking, oof, but he. He's done very well, you know, to being part of a defence with two clean sheets. I thought Panzo looked a really quality player yesterday. Um, I, I, he look, he looks in phenomenal shape, you know, as an athlete. He he seems to link up well with Bidwell. They were communicating. Fads, you know, controlling both of them was was excellent as well. Yeah. But I think you can, they filled me with a lot of confidence. passes, I think, from Panzo. I think that's the only part of his game that... Perhaps he needs to, you know, there's times where he sometimes doesn't either get enough on the ball. I think there was one yesterday that was a bit of a hospital um, yes. and we, we sort of got away with it. Sometimes he doesn't find his, his man, but you've got to say defensively, he's really strong and he's also really confident at carrying the ball, isn't he? Which we, we need because yeah. we haven't got that many players, you know, with, with Callum O'Hare's absence. Um, yes, Jamie Allen can carry the ball at times. Hamer can but but also switches it but we also need that coming out of, of defense don't we 100 percent, and i think callum doyle does that as well i actually think doyle's passing obviously you can see his sort of man city upbringing if you like yeah he's very confident with his passing he yeah. probably doesn't win as many aerial duels although i did think he did a lot better with that yesterday yeah. uh, like panzo seems he's obviously a bit, little bit taller perhaps um but he's he's confident taking it forward like you know i remember he drove forward one point Doyle, you know, and then looked like he was going to get a shot away. And yeah, he looked, they, they, they really filled me with confidence, both at that pair, actually. And I suddenly thought, actually, you know what? They're, they, they seem really committed, focused players. And uh, yeah, I, I sort of felt a lot better, you know, yesterday. I felt like I, I was against Preston. Maybe it's because we just obviously had hardly played any games. We looked like a team of people who had never played with each other before. But right. yesterday at Middlesbrough, I thought we... We look like a team. You know, I could see the team of yeah. last season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With just slightly yeah. different personnel. And I thought that encourages me because I know for a fact, we all know that the Coventry City from last season, yeah, we, we were 12th, but we should have been top 10 minimum. You know, we, we were a very good side. So, and there's not that many changes, do you know what I mean, to that to that team. So, yeah, I thought they did a great job and a huge, huge praise to uh, Panzo and Doyle. I thought they had uh, excellent games. Yeah, brilliant. 75th minute, we had a glorious chance. Casey Palmer, Jokerez was away again. Um, balls played over the top. Keeper rushed out, um, but only found the Coventry midfielder who shot from 40 yards, ended up again just wide of the target. Probably should have done better here, but but good performance from Palmer, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I actually live missed that chance. I was just heading back and I heard everyone shout, shoot, and uh, I sort of, waited in bated breath to see whether yeah there would be a big cheer at the end of it which alas there wasn't but watching it back on the highlights I feel like he could have maybe took an extra touch you know he yeah, had like, I think like he had no one he around said, him didn't he on his interview the, the crowd shoot it, it kind of made him feel like he didn't have as much and time rushed it maybe yeah, yeah. I, but like you say he, he could have had two goals I mean that would have been you know superb but I, really encouraging performance you know I think there was some unfair sort of assumptions um, from people you know again thinking oh if we sign another another Hilsner or another Castellini, you know, someone who's just no, never going to play. But I never felt like that because Robbins no. was playing him. You yeah. know, he was getting minutes, not as many as I was hoping he would, but whenever he was coming on, you could see there's a player there. And I thought yesterday, he tries that, he sees the pictures, you know, he can do one touch passing. He, he's, he's a, he's a unit, a tall yeah, guy. I was going to say, that's the, that's the thing for me, he's strong and he uses it. And yeah. that's something I don't think we've ever had in that, that role really don't no. don't get me wrong we've always had Allen and O'Hare and they hassle and they hurry and they and they they nick the ball here and there but we've not always had that physical presence I don't think in behind in, in behind the strikers no I think he really give us that he, he's very quick as well you know he's, so he, he's he got does a close good turn of pace yeah and he and what the other thing I like about him and he does it in the right way you know 
he, he he's not afraid to sort of square up, jump into their players. He, yeah. You know, he doesn't let the game just, he, he's, he's involved. He's committed, you know? And like I say, you, you, as a fan, you like that. There was, there was a moment, you know, um, in the game where you could see him and that, you know, he was right up in the face of Middlesbrough player. And he, yeah, he gives us that height because we've not, you know, our hair's, you know, a lot shorter. So he, you know, he can carry the ball, wins a lot of fouls, but that sort of, power you know of someone who can almost i feel like palmer can hold off players because you know he's a lot you know taller um and yeah he just sees the pictures you know there were so many times he played these little passes and he thought he's spotting these runs and i don't think alan does the same when he's in that cam position you know you can see that is palmer's position you can see his ability is is there he looks fit he looks sharp um and it's exciting that o'hare's you know going to be back just around the corner and we're seeing a player in Palmer that you go, you know what, we've signed him and he's not a dud. You know, he looks like a really good player. I saw him in preseason and saw really positive signs. But then to see it, you know, in the championship, in the league was was great. And yeah, the soon, you know, let's hope he can score against his former team on Tuesday. Um, and I'm sure he'll get another appearance then. Yeah, and and we had one last chance, didn't we? Uh, Vic had a shot that was deflected. Um, I felt Eccles was was overlapping and probably was a better option, but York sort of twist and turned and, and got a shot away, but it was just deflected um, wide. Yeah, that's probably the only other thing I'd say with Vic. Sometimes you know he sort of tunnel vision, and and that's what and that sort of attribute is what allows him to score some of the goals he does. Well, that was you know, interesting. And, I was going to say that. Do you, do you think that? When he joined us on a on a on a you know a, a full contract, if you like, um, it, it, it's almost given him confidence. Like you can think that he was always didn't have. He had minutes with with Swansea and, and had to do something. There was almost almost a lot of pressure, I, I guess, as as being a a loanee. And 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 we kind of after we signed him, I know he was on loan originally. Um, but but do you feel like that's given him a bit like no, actually, I am kind of worthy almost. It, do you know what I mean? It's like giving him an inner confidence to be able to take these sort of shots on. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, his performances last year and his goals would would have done that. And yeah, I agree. I think he he sees himself. He's you know he's at he's at our main man, if you like, um, uh, yeah, star striker, but arguably the best striker in the league. And he, uh, and you know, he's, he's getting big minutes of Sweden, you know, internationally as well. So you think he just looked on it and like you say, I was, that was my end and Eccles probably was the right option, but again, who, who am I to turn around and, you know, it actually wasn't far away when, you know, obviously took a deflection, but it could have crept in, but he, he, he deserved another goal really. I mean, he, he absolutely gave Dale Fry an absolute torrid time. Um, and he could have got us a penalty as well. I don't know how the ref never thought that was a foul. Um, but yeah, Vic was fantastic and he's only getting better and better. He looks sort of, yeah, just so on it, doesn't he? So sharp, so focused. And yeah, it would have been great to have got a second goal, but hey, we got we got the clean sheet, got the three points and that's all that matters. Absolutely. And man of the match then, Ross, for you, who who was the uh, the key man? For me, man of the match, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Vic uh, because I think it was the difference. You know, they look quite toothless up front. Yeah. I thought um, certainly give them something to think about all afternoon, didn't he? Oh, I, he just I sent this to a few friends. I, I just said when he when he plays like that, I think he's he really is unplayable. You know, like he just never as a fan of an opposition side, you you wouldn't be able to rest. You know, like there's some strikers we play, and you sort of go, I feel like. We're sort of dealing with him, whereas yeah, even like if Deeney, you know, yeah, Birmingham, you just there was no threat there, was there? You could you could feel very comfortable that day, and then and obviously that you know Vic won't, wasn't always coming out on top, but even when their defender was say coming away with it as a fan, you'd be thinking, oh crikey, you know we we only just got away with that, you know. So he's he's always on their toes, and yeah, for me he was man of the match. It was he got the goal, it was the the winning strike, and to get our first three points of the season. And it's just all round game when he just gets it and just runs and is relentless. You just think he's, he's just he's just brilliant, brilliant to watch. And you know, he's a big fan's favourite, obviously. And uh, yeah, hopefully more goals to come. Absolutely. There was a lot of positive performances yesterday. I don't think there was a man on, on the park that didn't do a, a really good job. Um, but I'd have to agree with you, Vic, for for the man match. I thought he was, um, like you say, he was the difference. Um and you know, let's hope that can can keep going. Um, it was it was a brilliant performance and one of Wilder saying that he is the best in the league. 
You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. The Sky Blues then will travel to Bristol City on Tuesday night. There's around 950 tickets sold already, and the squad are really going to be up for this one, Ross. Oh, they, yeah, they will be. And I think Mark Robbins said that in his interview that the players are just excited to play these games. And I think getting that win, it's lift off. You know, there's always that sort of, you know, thing hanging over you you know if you haven't won a game but now we've got our first win we can forget about it and just move on and and, and back ourselves as we should and if we play like that and we're only going to get better there's no reason why we can't go there and get um you know get a win um but yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to it i know uh tom ward is he's got his tickets hasn't he so uh yeah and uh yeah the players should be buzzing i think just if, if anyone hasn't listened to robbins's post match thing i honestly it was Go it was so home. great. Yeah. It was just, it made me feel so like happy and cleansed to hear him like that. You know, there was, he did sound because fed you up. you know and, that's what's in the changing room. And yeah, a hundred percent. And you do, you know, he loves the club and yeah. And obviously he's, he's like us. And he, when he was fed up, I was fed up, but obviously then when you hear your manager fed up, you're like, Oh no, I don't want that. And it just compounds everything. But to hear him go back and listen to it, everyone. And he, Everything he, he praises, you know, he says how the pitch was in great nick. He talks about yeah. all the players, everything's positive. He sort of goes, he literally says everything that we're saying, you know. He, he, he actually looks back Cal's at the previous back. games. Kelly's, like, you know, looking better. O'Hare, and he, but he looks back at the previous yeah. games like you did, Dave, at the start. And you said, he, at the time, it's hard to look at those games with maybe that many positives because of everything going on. But even he, after Middlesbrough, talks about Sunderland, talks about all these games, and he can see them from a footballing point of view without the added circus of the pitch and games being postponed and yeah yeah it's a great listen and it made me just go yeah we're going to be absolutely fine this year that's exactly I think it was it. his most felt. positive or most you know uh i would say happiest interview for a long like for as long as i can remember Agreed. i can't remember one being that that positive um, it was really good fantastic and, and it just goes to show that we've got to take that now and and take that forward in, in into these games do you expect mark robbins to name an unchanged side on on tuesday evening oh that's an interesting question i think um because a lot have talked about this away from home one up front with a p- potential box but we've not really got the players to to fit that in have we not 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 at the moment um i think he, I think he almost hinted to the fact that when O'Hare's back, I think you could easily see a situation where you've got yeah. Palmer and Vic, uh, Palmer and O'Hare behind Jokerez. I think there could be one change. I, I'd sort of be surprised because of the quick turnaround and then the following, you know, knowing we've got a game after. I'd be a bit surprised if he went unchanged. I'd be happy with unchanged, of course, but I, I feel like he might. I feel like he could play someone else instead of Godden. I've just got a, a feeling. Um, I don't know what makes me think that, but I feel like... Quite possibly. So he came out in his interview, didn't he? And he said that Walker had trained absolutely phenomenally. He said yes. he was amazing in training and tactically he couldn't get him in, is what he said about Walker this this weekend. So Gordon, you know, had a bit of a quiet game, didn't he? Um, you know, it, Gordon's always there as a, as a chance. I think if he, if he gets a chance, he'll, he'll put it yes. away. Um, but... Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you've got a fair point there. He does want to rotate the team. He does want everyone to be up to pace. And and, and like you say, maybe it could be um, something like that. But what, what were you thinking? Who are you thinking may? Um, I wondered about, I agree, I think potentially Walker. I think I wouldn't, it's not necessarily what I'd do, but I wouldn't be surprised if he brought Waghorn in uh, to start mm. up front with Jokeres. And the reason I said, Godden, I lo- absolutely love Matt Godden. And I think he does, when he's up with Vic, when those two are the, the strike partnership, you very rarely have a, a situation where they both say, score. Do you know what I mean? Like one's yeah. almost where we play has got to be the foil. So that, ten- that tends to be the person, you know, Godden in this situation. Now, obviously, if he still gets a chance and it falls to him, you, you back him to score. But obviously, when he doesn't score, he, he works incredibly hard. He puts himself about but he possibly doesn't necessarily impact the, the game the same way, you know, because he's a goal scorer. He's the best finisher we've got at the club. I remember Waghorn last year, before he got in at COVID, he obviously he didn't, he only scored one goal, you know, but yeah. he was involved in Vic. That was when Vic had that incredible purple patch and they seem to have a really good relationship. So I just wonder, and, and one thing Matty Godden said at the Q and a was he, 
as much as he wants to play every game, he's going to be managed. And I just wonder whether, because we've got this Tuesday game and he might want him to start against Burnley, I wonder whether Tyler Walker or Waghorn could could come in uh, on for Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other changes I see because we haven't really got any other options. I'm not sure he's going to want to start Eccles instead of Allen. I think Allen's got that fitness. I think Palmer needs... You know, to build on that performance. So I think the only one I can see is maybe Godden switching out. And we haven't got the personnel yet to be able to play the box. So I think he will go to up top. And just give us a bit of a rundown on Bristol City. What what are we expecting from them? What do we know about them so far? Is, is there players that we should be worried about? Well, I mean, Bristol are one of those sides, you know, obviously still with Nigel Pearson. And I mean, they've lost three in a row. Um most recently QPR, but before that they played Norwich and Burnley, which are obviously two difficult fixtures. Prior to that, though, they'd won three in the row and they they'd had some you know, big wins. So they're going to be tough opposition. Um, they've scored goals. I think they, they they made some good signings in the summer at home. I think they obviously last year they, it was famous that their home form had won in X amount of games, but their yeah. home form has been a lot better. They'll want to bounce back from losing at home to QPR, um, but they've got they've got threats up front. Obviously, we played them. You know, with our second string at Burton, and you know during that farcical period, yeah. Yeah. but um, so we can't take anything from that. But in terms of their, you know, Naki Wells, he's a goal scorer at this level. I think he, he's a bit like Matty Godden. I think, do you know what I mean? Like you give him a chance, he'll, he'll score it. But you, yeah. you can potentially not mark him out the game, but you can feel like he's not involved. But then when he gets a chance, he suddenly bursts into life. So he's got six goals this season. Um, Conway as well, five goals. You know, he he sort of had a real impact on the start. And then you've got Vyman, who, who sort of has been playing in that sort of cam role. They sort of set up with a similar uh, system to us, if you like, a 5-2-1-2. Two, two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, and then Semenyo, he, he's a he's a player who he's has, he has his injury problems, but he's one of those sort of big, powerful players, you know, can run, hold players off and drive through the heart of opposition defences. So we've got to be careful of him. Um, and they've got, the wing-backs are good as well, Sykes and De Silva. So they've got good players. It's going to be a tough game, but we went there last year and won um, with that sort of late goal by Vic, which was excellent. And let's do it again. And yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to be a dangerous side, as all games are, but we've got to believe that... I think the belief's there now. You can see it, you know, that we we weren't taking as many chances. We did the odd time, but we were sensible. Like when we just needed to clear it, we did. You know, we didn't try and that often put ourselves, invite pressure on. Um, yeah. So I think if we're sensible and defend well, we give ourselves every opportunity. And if Vic plays like he did, then again, we've got every opportunity uh, to, to to score some goals. Let me take a prediction then, Ross. Hmm. I never like saying I take a point. This is not necessarily what I want. I think I could see a, I could see a one-one. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a tough game. I think they're going to want to bounce back um, from Saturday. Um, I think they'll be disappointed to have you know got beat by um, QPR. I, I I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I could just see them running out two-one winners, but. Let's hope that, you know, it's not that I'm not buoyed by a brilliant performance this weekend. I just think that they've, like you say, they've played Norwich and Burnley. It's not like, you know, it it seems like they would be getting back to winning ways. So who knows? We've got to go up there and we've got to give it a good, good go. Um, And like you say, with Vic as a spearhead, we've, we've always got a chance, haven't we? 100% completely agree. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. With the games coming thick and fast, next up will be recently relegated Premiership side Burnley at the CBS on Saturday. Um, without Gus Hamer still um, for his suspension, um, probably too soon for Callum O'Hare, but but maybe Kelly could be back in the fold, Ross. Well, I, I, I sort of feel like, I don't know, I was sort of reading Very into poorly. Robin's uh, comments in a pre-game pre-Middlesbrough and he's often quite coy I feel like Kelly could actually potentially be on the bench on Tuesday I've a little hunch um but certainly if he isn't then I think he will certainly be in the squad against Burnley I think just I'd love Callum O'Hare to be do you know what I mean from the whole story 
line. The script's written, isn't it? You know, for him to be on the bench, come on for a few minutes and, and score the winner or something, you know, and celebrate in front of their fans or something. So it'd be great. It probably in reality is probably too soon, but it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be like absolutely jaw on the floor, gobsmacked, you know, because Robbins keeps saying, you know, he's not far, he's not far. And you just wonder whether he'd go, you know what, we'll put him on the bench. You know, might he might not need to come on, but I think it would give everyone such a boost, wouldn't it, in the ground, knowing that he is on the bench. Um, but Liam Kelly, I think he will be huge when he can get back. And if he can just stay fit, you know, we know what how good Liam Kelly is when he's sharp on it. He offers, yeah, you know, him and Ben Sheaf work so well together. You know, when we beat Fulham last year, they provide that real good shield in front of the back three. And I think that would be great for the two young lads that we've got in the central of defence as well. So, yeah, let's hope. I think Liam Kelly adds that extra bit of depth, doesn't he? he gives us those options. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and Burnley, obviously, of course, are going to want to be trying to get back to the top tier of, of English football, uh, you know, first chance or first time of asking. Burnley, what, you know, obviously, I know they um, had a bit of a bit of an odd start, didn't they? But how have they looked so far this season? And, and who have we really got to be worried about? Well, I think obviously this season they've only lost one game in the league. Uh, that was where Watford in the third game of the season, I believe. So they're unbeaten in the last eight. Uh, only three wins of that, though. Five draws. Uh, the last three away games will be one all draws, including Saturday. Uh, they were pegged back by a 90th minute Cardiff City equaliser. Um, but they're a, they're a possession-based team. Obviously, Vincent Company is, is trying to sort of imprint his his sort of philosophy on the team. And I remember watching the opening game of the season and they dominated possession against Huddersfield and they deserve to to win that game. Ian Matson, of course, familiar face, um, will be yeah. returning. He's had a couple of assists, a couple of goals as well. So he's been involved and he's certainly bombing forward in the system. They play a back four. Uh, Cullen uh, in midfield, he, he seems, and Jack Cork, again, another familiar face. Yeah. Uh, those two dictate play. And... But they're, they're dangerous players. You've got Jay Rodriguez, who's a you know, a, you know a quality striker. He's got five goals already this season. And then one of the new signings, Teller, who potentially was the signing sort of replace when they couldn't get O'Hare. He's got four goals. He's a, he's made a good start for them. And uh, Brownhill, uh, one of their players, you know, he was with them last year um, in the Premier League. But he's he looks at yeah, he's a quality player. He's got four goals as well. So there is goals around the pitch, yeah. as we said. Matson's got a couple. So. They're going to be, they've got threats all over. Um, and obviously they've got, you know, they, they had a big turnover of players, but they've, they certainly have brought in, you know, um, some quality and, you know, they've got players like, you know, Scott Twine, you know, who, yeah. who tore it up in league one and, you know, he's not necessarily always playing. So they've got depth, they've got options off the bench and beyond. So it's going to be a tough, tough game. It's the first time we've played them in quite a while, isn't it? So it'll be, uh, it'll be a, Especially Absolutely. if we can get a nice result on Tuesday, it will be a, a bumper crowd, you'd like to imagine. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, another opportunity for us to sort of, you know, take a scalp. You know, we did it against Fulham. We did it at Sheffield United last year. We did exactly. it Fulham home and away. So there's nothing to be scared of. We know we're capable on our day. We can beat any of these sides. So bring it on. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like sometimes we play against, you know, like you say, a possession-based team. Um, company will get and play in the right way. I'm sure they're a very different outfit to what they used to play like in the Premiership under Sean Dyche. And uh, we play well against teams like that because they come to play football. They don't come to spoil. They're going to come. They're going to come and try and win. They're not probably going to come away and try and get a point, for example. And even though, like you say, they've drawn a lot of their last away fixtures, they're going to be wanting to win this one. And especially given our our league position on on you know they're going to want to. So teams like that that come and play, I feel like sometimes those are the games that we actually do get a chance to open teams yeah. up and, and that's why I think we played so well against Fulham. I completely agree. And I actually think I feel more confident, you know, when we when a team's come in who are gonna you know, back themselves to win, they're gonna try and take the game to us because we we're a good counter-attacking side, you yeah. know, and and we, we we play through the lines and we when we we, we yeah, can fight fire with fire. I was exposed, haven't they, at the back with Vic. He's shown that he he's more than capable or comfortable to take on, you know, if it's two V one or whatever yeah. in in Burnley's favour, he'd still be there. He occupies defenders. He like he they, they he almost forces them to have to double up, and that opens up space for Palmer, O'Hare, those sort of players pushing on the midfield, the wing backs as well. So, like I much I feel a lot. It, teams like sort of you know 
Preston and that and Stoke who you know although we beat Stoke last year but Preston and teams like that who come and all they their aim is is to frustrate that's when yeah. I always think we're just we going to get we, we get unstuck like we've got a game plan do we, we no we, we get unstuck uh, we try and prod and prod because we do tr- I think you know we started to shoot from outside the box but we do try to play it in internet which I'm not you know I don't want to sit here and say I don't like that I love the football that we're able to watch each week I would hate to go and watch a team perhaps like Birmingham who, who I, you know, it's not the way football that I'd want to see every week. Or well, Preston without their eight, they, they drew no nil again. That was eight games yeah. Yeah. with no goals. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not particularly sort of riveting and exciting, but we, we always come unstuck against those sides yeah. always. And I think it's because we maybe try and force it. Whereas actually when we're playing another side who are open, we find those spaces. And if we're on it, Ben Sheaf, obviously Hamer won't be back, but you know, Allen and Palmer and, Kelly and the, the wingbacks Dabo, we, we we can cause trouble and it, it could be a really exciting game actually. I think it could be proper end to end. It could you know you, it's the sort of game that you could end up losing three nil but have as many chances as they did or end up winning three nil, you know, um or it being like a three or draw. It could literally I think there's goals in this game, um, for sure. And obviously hopefully in, in our favour. A tough one to predict. Obviously we're not sure what's gonna happen on Tuesday night, but if I had to press you for a, a final score on Saturday against Burnley, what, what would you be going for? Mm. It's going to be a tough game. It is going to be a tough really game. Is. They they've got they, they, they I think this I think I want to say Stoke could be wrong midweek. Um, I've only lost one game. Can we can we do it? I mean, I want to be positive, but it is going to be tough. I sort of feel like we, as much as I'd love us to be like go one nil, you know, O'Hare come on and score or something. I could see us losing two one. <laughs> Potentially, I might go two-one Burnley. I think, but that's that sounds negative. You know, after a win. Um, well, you know, it, it, they are a recently relegated team from Premiership. They're, they they have obviously you know hit the ground running, and it is going to be a very very difficult thing. I, I I feel like we can get a draw, but I think I agree with goals. I think there will be goals, and I I, I would I would be looking at a two-two draw. I think. Well, that's brings us to the end of uh, this this week's episode um ross thanks you ever so much for for joining this evening oh, thank you very much no it was a, a pleasure to do the first one after our first three points are so hopefully the first of many and uh yeah we'll be having similar conversations next week and listeners with football now back firmly at the cbs on both weekdays and weekends don't forget that the sky blue tavern and dylan's bury place host to the best pre and post match entertainment with a wide range of food and drink options and don't forget there's also the option of the shuttle bus that will take you from dylan's to tavern after the game or in fact before kickoff as always if you want to get involved with anything that we've talked about in this evening's podcast or anything just in general on on twitter make sure you do use the hashtag sbe podcast is Sky Blues Extra. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.